0: Hey guys, welcome to the C1 Church Podcast. I pray that this message encourages you, build your faith, and helps you go after Jesus. If you'd like more information about C1 Church, please go to our website at c1.church. Enjoy the message and be blessed. You know, I don't think um, it's a coincidence because I didn't talk to Pastor Ben unless he read my notes, but I'm talking about joy today. And um, I was going to have him sing, I've got joy, 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 you know, that old song. I was going to have him sing that, but I didn't want to do the motion. So, But this is a much better version, and it's just awesome how God just coordinates things because... Um, It just, if whether or not he knew I was talking about joy, it it solidifies in my soul that this is where God wanted us to go today. And so let's pray. God, we thank you that you are here, Lord. We thank you that you have a word for us today. God, we thank you that you're going to speak to us. Lord, we thank you that you are just so big and that that we can find true joy in who you are, God. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Good morning so we um, we're taking a break in between services or in between series and when we um when we uh, have this break, we usually say it's a standalone message, and when um, Ryan was like, hey, you're going to preach the standalone message, I was like, I don't want to, and then he was like, but come on, please, and so I was like, okay, and it's so, like, it's just um, standalone messages, you know, are just like, they make me nervous, because it's just like, You have to figure out where God wants you to go, and that's not a bad thing. But, um, anyways, we we are taking a break. We are in with our uh, declaration series, and we are jumping into a new series next weekend. So, um, I just want to point out last week, Ryan made a joke and said the real pastor will be back this week. So, I'm just going to let you guys go with that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) And you already know, I've already went over this with Phil this morning, we will get out early, and so um, you already know that, so you guys can um, go ahead. Phil's like, that's great, I'm going to call Terry and let her know. <laughs> I'm usually not as long-winded as Ryan, but that's, that's okay. He's not in here, he's filling in, so I can say basically whatever I want until he edits it it's out this week. Um, But, so, we are talking about joy, and I just, I prayed about it, and I just went over it, and I thought about it, and just prayed about it, and and, um, I had another thought in my mind, and then this thought, just like, it was one of those things where it's just like, bam, it's right there, and you really feel like, okay, this is where this is where I need to go. And so um, that's where we are today. And um, I know that there have been times in our lives where we have experienced true joy. Has anybody ever here experienced true joy where you're just so happy and it's just like, you know, it's joy from the Lord. And so it's just true, true joy. And I'm going to um, I'm going to tell us the difference between joy and happiness, because there is a difference between having joy and, and just being happy, because we've all felt those feelings of just being happy, right, just having um, just a surface level emotion. And so when we talk about happiness, happiness can be defined as a state of being happy. That's well, very simple, right? And joy is defined as a feeling or great pleasure of happiness, and those, those, are, those are both good definitions. I like these definitions a little bit better. And it can also be explained, joy is an inner feeling. Happiness is an outward feeling. And so joy is something that's really deep down inside you. You know, like something like when you're truly happy, that's, there's, when you, when maybe, have you ever had those times where you've been praying for something and then you know somebody who God answered their prayer? And you're like, oh, man. And, and it could be even to the point of you are praying for something specifically and then God answered that specific prayer for another friend. And so you're like, well, why didn't you answer that for me? That's what I've been praying for. But those are the moments where you have true joy and you can be so happy for that person, like so joyful for that person, genuinely happy. And so joy is an inner feeling and um, happiness is an outer expression. Happiness can be associated with our feelings as. Senses is more of an emotional response. Where joy, I love this definition, and this is the definition that we're gonna go with and we're gonna roll with. And when you have circumstances this week, you can you can go with this. But joy is more of an enduring feeling that persists no matter the circumstances. It is a feeling that persists no matter the circumstances. Happiness tends to be short-lived. Happiness can be faked, honestly. I'm so happy for you. And then deep down inside you're like, God, why didn't you answer my prayer? You know, and, and joy is such an expression where you are truly, genuinely happy for that person. Or you're truly, genuinely happy no matter the circumstances. Because we've all been in those moments where, where we're feeling oh, man, I don't know if I can do today, but I'm going to be joyful anyways. Or you have a choice to be joyful. And so that is the kind of joy that we really truly strive for, right, is to be happy, is to be um, have a feeling just no matter the circumstances, to have joy no matter the circumstances. I'm pretty sure that all of us or most of us can say that we want that joy, right? Like we want to have joy even on the toughest days. We want to have joy even when it's going bad, even when it's like, okay, God, how are you going to work this out? And so we want to have joy, that joy that when people see us and we're really going through it, they can say, What's different about you? Like, how is this not bothering you? Or, um, you know, we're having bad days even though we have a bad day. It's not that we're faking we're having a bad day or we're putting on a smile for people. But it's true, genuine joy of the Lord. Meaning that it's truly genuine, you know what? Yeah, my day is bad and it's the worst day ever, but God is good and I'm going to praise Him no matter what. No matter the circumstances, I'm going to persist through. And so that's the type of joy that we want to have. And so, what does the Bible say about joy? And, um, this, this, this talk is going to be, I'm going to be a little all over the place, and so bear with me. I, make, I will make sure you get the scriptures in case you um, you would like them, but I'm going to be um, in and out of a few scriptures, but um, I'm going to be, first we're going to look at what Joy says, what what Joy says in the, or what the Bible says about Joy in Nehemiah, and we actually did, do, do y'all remember when we did the Nehemiah series um, it was a great series. It was like one of the first books of the Bible, I believe that Ryan preached through when we were first when we first got here. and so I'm not gonna that was a wonderful series and if you um, if you get a chance, please go back on our podcasts and on our website and look through and um, and and go through that Nehemiah series but we're going to talk about, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background about what's going on here, specifically in Nehemiah 10, 8, 10. And it's the children of Israel, they were mourning, they were sad, they didn't, they weren't upholding the law, they felt like they were, they were letting God down. And so they were hopeless and they were feeling separated for God and knowing their need, that they, they needed God. They knew that they were desperate and that they needed God. And so, um, They were all standing, and um, uh, they were all standing, so I don't know why they were standing. I'm not going to make you guys stand the whole sermon, unless you want to. That's great for, you know, getting your blood flow going, Um, so if if you stand, that's fine, but they were all standing, and God's word, the law, the law of God was being read aloud, and it was being read by Nehemiah, Ezra and some of the Levites, and they were all standing there reading this, this out loud. And they were giving Nehemiah, Ezra, and the Israelites, or Levites were giving the people the meaning behind the scripture. And that's where we see in verse eight, chapter eight and verse 10. It says, "And Nehemiah continued, "Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks that tells you that sweet tea was in the Bible." And share gifts of food with people who have not prepared, who have prepared nothing. I also want to say that this the Bible also, I believe can be extended through those people that show up to life group without bringing any food. This is for them. <laughs> share gifts of food I'm just kidding if you, that, that was a shameless plug for life group. Life groups are great but um, and share gifts of food with people who have prepared nothing. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the, Lord, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So they're saying, this is not a time, like, we just read this, and we just know, like, this is definitely, yeah, we need a Savior. Yeah, we, we need God to intervene, and yes, we're desperate. And so we know that now. So we're not just going to dwell on that sadness and that feeling of being sad. So we know we need a Savior. We're mourning. We're sad. And by reading the Bible and by reading the law of God, they're saying, they're recognizing, okay, we're bad people. We, we are in desperate need of a Savior, which is really what the Bible should do, right? No matter what stage of our walk in Christianity we are in. And so they're noticing that. And then Nehemiah says, it's time. Yeah, we noticed that, but now it's time to rejoice. And why are we rejoicing? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy that comes from God is your strength. The joy that persists no matter the circumstances. I'm not talking about joy just being happy and, you know, being happy for someone. I'm talking about the deep-down joy, the joy that comes from God, our Savior, God, our Creator, those, that's the type of joy that we have, and there's no longer to be sad. Yeah, we can have bad days, but there's no longer that sadness of re- recognizing, yeah, we're sinful people, and we need God, and that should make us mourn, but at the same time, we also know that we get joy from the Lord, and it's our strength, and so um, the first thought I want us to go through is God's joy is in reconnection of his people. God's joy is in the reconnection of his people. So, if we find anything here in Nehemiah, we are seeing that that God's joy, he loves it when his people reconnect with him. So his people are connected with him in some way, whether that's through prayer, prayer, whether that's through the Bible, whether that's through just knowing his word. God loves it, and God finds joy when his people are reconnected or connected to him. Brand new house, I'll take that. <laughs> We're looking for a house, and so that's a, that right there is a prophetic word. So... God finds joy when his people are connected with him, but why is that? Why why does it matter that God finds joy when his people are connected to him? Well, because God is the only one that gives true joy. He's the only one that can bring true joy to our hearts. He's the only one that can keep us grounded he is the only one that can keep us having, okay, you know what? My circumstances, they, they are not good. And, and anybody in this situation, you know, like they probably wouldn't be happy either. But you know what? I'm going to persist no matter the circumstances. I'm going to find the true joy that God gives us because joy comes from God. It is an attribute from him. He is happy. He, he, is, he is joyful. And the only way that we can experience a true joy is when we have that connection with God and we understand, okay, this true joy is coming from God, and so I can be connected to God and having that true joy. In Nehemiah 8, we're still in Nehemiah, verses 11 and 12, it says, And the Levites, too, quieted the people and telling them, Hush, don't weep. For this is a sacred day, so the people went out to eat and drink at the festive meal and share gifts and food and celebrate with great joy because they have heard God's words and understood them. They understood that God, He is there for us no matter what. They understood that He is good. They understood that He wants good things for them. They understood it, but why did they understand it? It's because they they heard it and they let it resonate in their soul and they realized, okay, there's something here. There's something in the law of God. They understood it, and that, and understanding it and knowing that it was for them brought them joy. And the Levites, again, as Nehemiah was saying, don't, don't be sad. This is a time for joy because you have the law of God, and you know that you are in need of a Savior. So let's be joyful about that. Let's, let's stop mourning that. Their eyes were opened of the joy that God had for them through his word. Their eyes were open from that. And that leads me to my second point. I told you we're going to fly through this. I'm going to actually talk as long as I can. Leads me to my second point. Joy comes from the word of God. Joy comes from the word of God. And we know that because of what we just read in Nehemiah. We know that because they, they, their, their situations, their thinking, their emotions, all of that changed when, when they realized and they understood the law and they understood what God was telling them. And and so we get that. I mean, obviously there are so many things. There's so many there's so many scriptures. Like, I mean, we could be here longer if you want me to read all of the scriptures about joy and how it connects with having um, going throughout the Bible, but joy comes from the word of God. Like if we're not if we're not reading the word of God, then we're truly not going to experience the true joy that comes from him because we're not going to know that he's good. We're not going to know that he's faithful. We're not going to know that even though we are having the worst day ever, that God tells us to persist and that he tells us he's going to take care of things. We're not going to know that he's our healer. We're not going to know that he's our provider. We're not going to know that he's our comforter. If we don't get in the word of God and if we don't understand and know what his word says, we're not going to know those things. And so knowing those things is really half the battle. I mean, how many of you have ever been... And there have been probably so many stories through here where you have just been down in the dumps and you open the word of God and and the Lord has placed the perfect scripture there. I mean, it may not happen every time. You know, sometimes there's like, I open the word of God and um, then it was like, and then God destroyed everybody. And you're like, oh, that was not encouraging for the day. Let's keep going. <laughs> and so, you know, but then there are times where, you know, you open the Word of God, and it's like, wow, that is exactly what I needed. That is exactly where I needed, what I needed to hear. I mean, if you are a Christian and you read your Bible for any amount of time, you know that God works through that. We know that God primarily speaks to us through His Word. There are times, very, very few times, where I have heard the Lord speak to me on a specific situation, and um, more often than that, I have heard him speak to me through his word. Him encourage me through his word, and so I'm going to give you a um, a few verses about joy and the word of what the word of God says. And these verses will be up, so if you want to um, to write them down or whatever, flip through. I mean, it's like, you know, pretty back and forth, so you may not have time to flip through it. Um, but in Zephaniah 3.17, it says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love he will calm all your fears fears he will rejoice over you with joyful songs how awesome is that that we can know that the that the god who created the earth he will calm all your fears not just some of them but all of them in a time where there is fear that has driven society and driven the world how needed is this verse It is so needed. It may need to be up on your mirror. It may need to be up in your car. It's it's the fact that fear, fear, I truly believe that the enemy, obviously he is a father of lies, and I truly believe that the enemy has a huge plan to drive fear into people because what does fear do? Fear gets us to a place where we shut down. Fear gets us to a place where we ignore the word of God. And fear gets us to a place where we, sometimes where we can't just even move or get out of our our bed because we are so fearful. So in a time where the world is blasting fear at you, this is a great verse to turn to, that he will delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. I, like, if you are not listening to Christian music, you need to be con- continuously, I'm not saying, like, all the time, you know, like, Ryan blares it from his phone, and just, like, I'm like, turn it down. I am that person, but at the same time, if we're not getting in the, the songs that speak life over time, over us, that speaks scripture over us. Worship is a great way to calm those fears. Worship is a great way to get the word of God. Now, Not every song is like biblically accurate, you know, those theologically accurate. That That is a warning. Listen to it, and if it lines up with the Bible. But worship also puts us in a different place, in a different mentality. And when we're hearing those things where it says that he will... Rejoice over you with joyful songs. That's also powerful. In Psalm 1611, it says, You will show me the way of life, granting me joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Now, if there is one person in the Bible, well, there's actually many, but David the psalmist writing is saying, Granting me with the joy of, Of your presence and your pleasures of living with you forever. This is such an awesome verse too, because it's a joy and it's a pleasure to to live with God. It's hard, and there because because the Lord brings out things and is continuously working on things in our life, and it's easier sometimes to just ignore it. And, and sometimes I wonder, and I think that's why people that don't know the Lord or people have known the Lord and they turn away from him, it's easier for them to just turn away from them than to him to continually work on them unless you really truly love the Lord. Because God will work on you and work on you and get rid of things out of your life. And it's hard. It is hard. It's hard to to deal with pride. It's hard to deal with with lust. It's hard to deal with these things that are continuously going on into in our minds, but that's it's a great pleasure and joy because when God finally gets that out of you, it's like I can breathe. And you can take a little bit more of a, of, a, of a sigh of relief and knowing that the Lord is working on you. So it's a joy and pleasure to live with the Lord forever. And then Isaiah 12:3 says, With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. John 15:11 says, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So when we feel sad, when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling helpless, you know, obviously we pray, but obviously through just a few scriptures that we read, we should know that we should turn to the word of God because that is the true source of joy. That is where we're going to get our joy because it's going to lift us up. It's, gonna, it's going to help us. It's going to encourage us. There was just a couple of weeks ago where I was having just a down day. I don't know, I don't know what it was, but it was just a day where I was like just mopey and, you know, just mm, this, that, nah, nah, that, and it, it was, everything's not going my way and, you know, just really just being dumb, really. And, like, and then I stopped and I thought, you know what? I'm going to Google. <laughs> I'm going to Google verses on the promises of God. And I did. And um, I uh, I definitely made sure that they lined up with scripture. I'm not taking Google's word for, you know, I'm not taking Google for anything. But um, I I just got all of these verses and I just wrote them down in a note. And I just read them and read them and then I I journaled about them and just and I can't even tell you how much of it it shifted the mindset. It shifted my thinking of just saying, you know what? No, these are the promises of God. God promises this through through his word. And his word, in his word, he says that he doesn't change. In his word, he says that he's not a liar. And so if God promised it in his word, that means it has it has to be true. And so we have to get into his word. And we will find that joy comes from the word of God. The third thing that we are going to talk about is joy, not, joy cannot be contingent on our circumstances. It can't be. As a believer and a follower of Christ, we, we can't have joy contingent on what we're going through. Because when we truly understand having what a true relationship with Jesus is, then we have to be thankful and happy that we are saved from a very real hell. And that's the worst of circumstances. (laughs) The worst of circumstances is being thrown into the pit of hell. That's the worst. But we are saved from that. We have an opportunity to to not go there. And so... Joy cannot be contingent on our circumstances because if you are a follower and a believer in Jesus Christ, your absolute worst circumstance is what you're going through in everyday life. For you, for those that are not a follower and a believer of Christ, their absolute worst circumstance is going sent to a real hell. But they have an opportunity to opt out of that. And so joy cannot be contingent on our circumstances. Remember the definition that we had of joy earlier is a feeling that persists no matter the circumstances. It's persistent. No matter what we're going through, joy is persistent. And I'm not sitting here saying that we have to have, you know, be happy all the time and you can't have a bad day. That's not, that's not it. We go through times, we're human. God, God made us human and he gave us real emotions and real feelings and those feelings they are real they are your feelings and they are real and and no matter what your situation is and what circumstances you're going through like it doesn't it doesn't mean that you can't feel that and you can't go through that i'm not saying that i'm not saying that, that you have to be happy and joyful all the time that you always have to you know have a smile on that's faking it you don't want to be that but what i'm saying is there's a difference between going through something and just because you're going through it doesn't mean that God can't step in the middle of it. And so there's a difference between really going through something and, and not declaring the word of God over your life and not doing anything with the word of God and just, I'm going to go through it, I'm just going to go through it. And then there's, a, there's, there's the I'm going through it and this is the worst toughest day of my life but this is what God says about me this is what God says about my situation, and this is what God says who he is. And knowing that we can have that joy, and even in the worst of times, being grounded in the word of God will help us get over those times where we're feeling just like junk, when we're feeling like not worth it, when we're feeling like depressed or sad or we have anxiety or, or we're mourning something. They're, they're, those are the times where we feel that we can have joy that can persist no matter the circumstances. And we all, we all know that Paul the Apostle, he had a pretty rough go about. He, um, he, he, was, he had some rough times in his life. And there are many times where they tried to kill him, many times where he faced death, many times where um, basically he had all the reason to not have joy. He had all the reason to, to not persist through his circumstances. And in Philippians 1, 9 through 11, Paul says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more, that you will keep on growing in the knowledge and understanding For what I want you to understand really matters, so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Guess where he wrote this? Prison. And jail. Not knowing what would happen, not knowing if he was going to die. I mean, he, he, he obviously didn't want to die. He didn't know if he was going to get beaten, which he did many times. And so Paul wrote this even while in prison, encouraging the believers Encouraging other people that their salvation is in Jesus Christ, and I love that he says the righteous character produced in your salvation by Jesus Christ will bring you so will bring so much glory and praise to God, which ties right back into the, the first thing that we talked about. God loves His people being joyful, and we find joy because it is an attribute of God. And so, no matter the per, the, the circumstances, persisting through. You know, even though there, we have every opportunity in certain situations to, to be bitter, to be sad, to be angry, we have all of those. But that doesn't mean that we have to lose the joy. There are, time, there, there are things where, that we go through that are so deep and so hurtful that we have this opportunity to say, you know what, I'm mad and I'm bitter, but I'm going to take it to God. I'm mad and I'm bitter, but I know he's going to get me through this. And I don't understand why, but I know that God can. And that's in those places where we don't understand why, but we know that he can. That's where we can find true joy in our circumstances. Later on in Philippians 1, 25 through 26 says, Knowing this... I'm convinced that I will remain alive so that I continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come see you again, you'll have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because what he is doing through me. So later on, Paul, you know, he talks about having... um, Having uh, the fruit of our salvation and the righteousness being produced by knowing, how, living a life through Jesus Christ. And then he says, knowing all this, knowing all of his circumstances, knowing that he's in jail, he is still believing that God is going to get him out and that he is going to continue to preach to them. And then not only is he believing, but he's declaring that even more the reason to take pride in Jesus Christ because of what he is doing through me. So knowing that Paul, these people, they, when he's writing to the Philippians, he's knowing, or to the Philippi. Philippi? I always say it wrong. Philippians is what I use, What Ryan jokes about. I, I know it's not really called Philippians. Even though he's writing to these people group, he's knowing that he's in jail, but he's, he's knowing that God's going to see him through. He just knows it. He knows God's going to see me through. And I think when we take that aspect and we take that, that, uh, that just that oomph of we know that God is going to see me through this, it brings joy and it relieves our circumstances. Paul knows he's going to get through it. He knows it's not the end. He knows that he's going to keep persisting. He knows that God will come through and he knows that his day will come, but it's not that day. He knows his day is going to come where his life will be taken for for Jesus Christ, but it is not that day. Our day is going to come, but it's not that day yet. We're all still here. And so no matter what you're going through, we know we can have confidence, the confidence that Paul said, the confidence of just knowing, God's going to get me through this. I I don't even have to question it. God's going to get me through it the confidence in knowing that God's going to get us through it and knowing that, yeah, one day I will see Jesus, but today's not that day, so God's going to get me through this. And you know what? I'm going to tell people about it. That's what Paul was banking on. He was banking on Jesus being exalted for what he had done for him. And so we have such an opportunity that, that when we are feeling those days that's bad or when, when we're around family or coworkers or, or something, you know, like if they're asking, so how are you going? You know, I know you've been going through it a lot lately. Are you okay? Yeah, it's not, it's not the best situation. I, could, uh, I, I would definitely love to not be going through this situation. But you know what? God is good, and he's going to get me through it, and I'm going to rejoice until he does get me through it. And so those are, that is the kind of joy that will persist no matter the circumstances. That's being real and saying, not faking anything, and acknowledging the fact that, yeah, it's tough, but it's also saying, you know what, God's going to get me through it. And then people are saying, Why? Oh, how can they be so, so like, you know, encouraged by this. This is the worst situation. How can they be so encouraged? Oh, it's because they have something that I don't. Oh, it's because they said that God's going to get them through it. Oh, it's because they, they said that their joy comes from the Lord. If our joy, if we base our happiness or joy on our cur- current circumstances, we will be all over the place. It's kind of like a... Um, it's kind of like, you know, someone who can't make up their mind, like, all the time, I'm right? like, where do you want to eat? I'm like, I don't know. Where do you want to eat? Well, I want to eat here. I don't want to eat there. Okay. So do you want to eat here? No. Maybe here. I don't like that place. And so, you know, it's like, it's like those, those are like the worst, those are like the worst conversations. Okay. Maybe not like the worst conversations, but those are the conversations where you're just like, just make up your mind. He tells me that all the time. Just make up your mind. And um, I can't make up my mind. I'm a woman. And so <sighs> it's not bad when a woman says it. It's bad. Like, if he were up here saying that, I'd probably slap him across the face or get paid in to punch him later. But, um, but if, we, if we base our circumstances on how we're feeling, that's not always the best, that's not always the best representation of what God is really doing and trying to do in our life. Because our feelings are all over the place. You know, like, it's so crazy because you have these feelings where you truly, like, you may be feeling happy one day. Or, and then you may be feeling sad one day. And I'm not saying that you can't feel those things. But we can't base them off of our emotions and, and just off of a surface level things. They have to be based off of uh, our feelings and our emo- emotions have to be based off of true joy and what is truly going on in our lives. And, and what I mean by truly going on in our lives, I mean what God is truly working through us. Because whether we're going through something that's really tough, God is working something even though we may not see it. We probably won't see it, more than likely. But he is working. And, you know, it's making the, the ashes into something beautiful. It's making those things in those times where you know God's word is so true that He's doing a new thing. That He's He's moving things and He's turning something um, bad into good because that's what He does. He turns bad situations into not necessarily good situations, but situations where we can tell how we got through it. Nobody wants to go through a time of mourning. Nobody wants to go through a time of loss. Nobody wants to go through a time where they've just hit ro- complete rock bottom. But if we allow the Lord to work through that and we get to the other side of that, then he will use it for his glory. He will, if you allow him to do that. He will say, you know what, you went through a really hard time, but so-and-so is going through a hard time and you can relate to them. So why don't you go speak life into them? like I did with you. That's what God does. And the funny thing is, is that the world doesn't see that type of joy, doesn't have that type of joy that as a Christian you can have. You can be rooted so deep down into your faith and still have that joy. The world doesn't see that. And so when they experience that through through you, it's foreign to them. It's foreign. They don't know what to do with it probably think they're, you're crazy, which could be true, I don't know, but we'll just say that nobody here is crazy, but when they see that and they don't, they don't understand that, but it makes them want to understand that, if that makes sense. It makes them want to see, want to know that we persist throughout no matter the circumstances, even in our bad days, even in the days where we feel like we can't go on we can have joy and um i'm going to talk about something last week in our life group the amazing bill sellers gave us some some words of wisdom and um i it really just hit me last week, and that's why I love, love, love life groups because you get so much, so many little nuggets of wisdom and different ways that people deal with things that you never would have thought about. And Bill said, we were talking about going through tough stuff, and Bill said, you know, I've just learned that when I lay down, and I may botch this, I don't know, Bill, if I do, you can correct me later, but he said, in a paraphrase way, when I'm going through stuff and when I've had a bad day and I lay down that night, I thank God for all the good that he did that day. And it was just like literally in just a passing conversation. And I thought, huh, that's pretty cool. And so I tried it this week, every night going, laying down to bed before I fell asleep, completely, totally exhausted. I was like, okay, no, thank God for the day. And um, the days when it stopped raining, I was like, thank you, God, for the sun. Thank you, Lord, that I was able to do this today. And it wasn't anything magnificent. Like, you know, it wasn't anything like, thank you, God, for uh, the million dollars you just gave me. It wasn't anything like that. It was literally just small things in life that I take for granted for that I was so, I just had to say, okay, God, thank you for this. And, And I noticed a couple of things. Number one, I usually fell asleep before I could get through them all. It was just, it like, it just brought a calmness. And number two, it put into perspective of how good God is and the small things that we take for granted for, that he, he really does truly work in through the little things that we go through throughout the day. And so... um, it was just a really cool opportunity and a really cool moment. And I was able to even share, you know, with Ryan just this week, like, you know, I really, I really, really like this. You should try it. And he was like, I don't need to. I don't like it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you need to say that. uh, But he was like, yeah, okay, you know, and so it's just those times where we really, truly dig down, even though there are some days this week that were not the best days, and I really had to sit there and struggle and think, what did God do today, but it really put into perspective that even on the worst days, he did do something, even if it was me getting out of bed. Or even if it was being able to fix dinner for my family. You know, like, I don't know what it was. Even if it was being able to rip my children apart from punching each other. I had the strength to do it. And it's maybe little, but it's still God. And all these little things add up to very big things. Eventually, if we stop and think about it enough. Ben, if you will come. Persist no matter the circumstances. Persist no matter the circumstances. No matter what you're going through, persist. No matter if it's the hardest of hard times in your life and you've never experienced anything like this before, persist. Persist. Persist, Because there's always going to be an opportunity where if you're, if you're watching for it, if you're intentional about it, you can speak life into people. Even if it's not in this moment, in this season right now when you're going through it. Even if it's in the time where you're out, you've been out of it for 10 years or you've been out of it for 6 months. I don't know. There's seasons. We go through seasons all the time. Persist no matter the circumstances. No matter what God is taking you through. What you're going through, sometimes it's not God that's taking it through us. Sometimes we just go through things. But no matter what's going on in your life, continue to persist no matter the circumstances. Because I guarantee you that God's not done. As long as you're living and alive and here on this earth, he's not done. He's not forgotten about you. And he's not withholding joy from you. You just have to know where to find it. He's not done. He's not done writing your story. He's not left you out in the weather just to get poured and rained down on because that's probably what you're feeling if you're going through it right now. He's not forgotten about you. And he's definitely wanting you to have the joy of, the of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And what does that mean? That means when we find joy, that means when we're in his word and we say, okay, God, I'm going through it, but you said this, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That means that we can, we can have the strength to keep going. That we can have the strength that only God gives to get up and to move on. That we can have the strength to do, to finish out this season or to continue to walk through it, whatever it may be. We can have that strength because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Remember, joy is an attribute of God, it comes from Him, and joy gives us strength. It all comes from God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So today, um, I just, I want to pray over you guys. I want to pray that the Lord will, that he will return joy in certain situations or in certain places in life. Because there may be times where you're okay, and, but in this one situation in life, there's not joy there. It's not the strength that that comes from God. You might just need a little bit more strength or a little bit more joy. And so I want to pray over you that the joy of the Lord is your strength this week. That you find joy no matter what. And that it truly comes from God. It's the source that comes from God. The living God that we serve, it's a source that comes from the God that can change one situation that's really bad into a situation that's really good. It's the God that can place the stars in the sky. It's the God that created every creature in this world. It's the God that created you and I, and it's the God that, that wove every part together to create us. Isn't that awesome? We really think about how, how great and how much thought goes into us as human beings, as people in our bodies, how much thought God, God thought to create us. It's really amazing. And if he thought that much creativity in making you, and let me tell you, God got pretty creative with some of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but if he if he thought of having that much creativity in creating us, how much more is he going to take care of you throughout your life, knowing every ins and outs of what you're going through. If you need prayer, you can always we are always available for prayer, but I want to pray a special blessing of joy over you. And let God take care of the rest and have true joy in circumstances. God, we thank you, Lord, that you are so, so good. Lord, we thank you that that you give us joy, even when we're not seeing it. That God, you give us joy in the middle of our circumstances. God, that you have provided your word that is God-breathed, that we have access to, God, I thank you that you have given your word for us to let us know to hold on to at moments where we feel like caving into. Lord, I pray right now that you would be with every single person. Lord, you know every circumstance. You know every situation that's going on right now. God, you know the good, the bad, the kind of good, and the kind of bad the really good and the really bad God you know everything that's going on right now and Lord I pray that each and every person sitting here today and watching this video will experience such a true joy in their situation right now that they have no no idea where it came from but you God I pray that you would be in the middle of every situation and that you would let them know that you are taking care of it, that you are handling it and there is joy in your strength. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing, God. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.